0: You are Locked on Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Wednesday morning episode of the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked on Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade. And once you get done listening to this awesome show, as we do our second part of the preview of Iowa football after their spring football practices with Celia Palermo. Make sure to go check out the on NFL Draft podcast with host Trevor Sikema and Benjamin Solak as they do a recap and analysis of the 2021 NFL Draft and a look ahead at next year's future first-round picks like Tyler Linderbaum. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast at. And before we get into our defensive preview for this part two, I do want to tell you about some other awesome things happening in the Iowa Hawkeye athletic community. First and foremost, on the tennis team, we have a Big Ten Women's Athlete of the Year in Alexa Noel. She also earned All-American honors, and Elise Van Hoeven earned... First-team all-conference honored, or at least earned all-conference honors, um, becoming the first five-time first-team all-conference honoree in conference history. So phenomenal stuff there. Iowa baseball received another commitment from Kyle Huxdorf from Iowa Western. He's going to be joining the program next year, so phenomenal stuff there as well. On the football side, Connor Kapisak did enter the transfer portal. Um, Just wasn't ever going to get some playing time, let's be honest there. But, you know, hopefully he can find a good spot for him. And another guy who did enter the transfer portal and found a spot is Michael Bayer. He has committed to Siena College, the former home of Fran McCaffrey. So great stuff there as well. Um, Wishing Michael Bayer. The best with all that being said though getting around those news notes let's hop into the conversation with celia as we break down the defensive side of the ball for the iowa football team this year moving over the defensive line this has been a spot of a lot of uh co- not controversy or contention just a lot of questions because we don't know what to expect we've lost at this point nine defensive li- is it ten i think it might be ten defensive linemen in the last three years um, four starters three years ago, three, two years ago, three this past year. That is tough for any program, uh, maybe yeah. not Alabama, but for <laughs> Iowa as a developmental program, that can be very difficult um, to try to replace that. But they have seemingly done a phenomenal job. And it looks like we have some guys ready to step up again at the defensive end spot. I would say maybe the top three is Zach Van Valkenburg clearly John Wagner and Joe Evans. Um, I think Deontay Craig can maybe be a pass rushing kind of specialist. Um, What are you seeing from the defensive end? And is Joe Evans Are Joe Evans and John Wagner getting equal snaps or is it, is it trending in one direction or the other with those two?
0: You know, I have got to be honest. That was not my focus on Saturday. So I can't, can't say for sure who's getting more, but what I can tell you is that both of them are very talented. And I really like Joe Evans. He was just put on scholarship in December. He is a guy that's going to show up and grind. And I love that not only players, but Kirk Ferentz keeps making this point that, yeah, they lost a lot of guys on defense. That's true. But this is an Iowa thing where they constantly have guys waiting in the wings and ready to come up. And um, Jack Campbell was very honest. He was like, listen, we've had some good practices. We've had some bad practices as a whole. Uh, Things are a little rough around the edges right now, but we're going to get there. And when you have a guy like Zach Van Valkenburg back, that is huge because he's a guy that is going to lead the way. And, um, you know, Joe Evans as well. He's a really, really talented guy. And John Wagner stands out so much. I'm really excited to see who steps up in this defense because, you know, maybe it's not a name that we know, but just knowing – how I was prepared to do this. And then you have a really strong secondary as well. So that kind of fills in the gaps a little bit to where are on so, in some positions you have a lack of experience. And I personally am excited to see guys like Kayvon Merriweather step up and and have some some really solid, solid games out there.
1: Yeah. Um, I think you met you, you talked about the linebackers and the, the the defensive backs. In the past couple of years, there's been question marks up and down those areas. And this year, I mean, there is, I would say zero question marks. And honestly, we almost have too much depth. And I I mean that in a way (laughs) of like, there's so many guys that are quality players that should be on the field that aren't going to get on it. You kind of start worrying about transfer not that i want no. like, people could leave if you start realizing there's not a spot for you so you almost get a little bit concerned when you have that much strength but at least for this year we're in a good spot no. um you're absolutely right though defensive tackle i think has been a really interesting spot you mentioned guys that you have like louis stick i completely forgot about his name yep. or, i don't even know if i remembered it and all of a sudden here's louis and he's getting talked about in almost every press conference uh lucas van ness and ethan herket also no. got some um good publicity. Yeah, Noah Shannon is a guy who I think is unfairly being uh, talked about as the next Davia Nixon, which I understand a little bit, but it seems like Noah Shannon has been really performing well, but you don't ever want to make that comparison to an all-American. That's tough pressure to put on a guy. And then YA Black, um, who's been out with injuries, but um, putting on a lot of weight and I think could be a force at the defensive tackle spot. Freaking huge. Yeah, he's at 300 pounds now, right? He came in at like 240. Yeah, this
0: guy is a unit. He's an absolute unit.
1: (laughs) That's insane. Uh, so what are your, what are your thoughts? I mean, it seems like Noah Shannon's probably taking the lead. Is there any other guys yeah. there sticking out or who do you feel like is going to be that number two defensive tackle? Obviously a lot can change, but I want to get your thoughts on who you think will be that number two defensive tackle. And I'll, I'll let you know who mine is, but I think you probably already know based off what I said. So.
0: Yeah. I'm going to be honest. That's not one of the positions that I'm most familiar with in terms of the guy waiting in the wings to come up. I think yeah. when you have a guy like Noah Shannon, I think we just want to, put it put our trust in that see how that shakes out um I'm just I'm excited to see who comes in and out of this because I think it's a you mentioned transferring I think it's a good problem to have so many guys like this at least right now I think the defense is bought in they want all these guys are fighting for for that role and I hope it doesn't lead to guys transferring out of the program but it's healthy to have a competitive atmosphere yep. where you have and a good problem to have that, you know, if someone gets injured, you have a guy ready to go and jump onto the field and fill that in.
1: Could, couldn't agree more. And I think the one thing we need to note as well is that Phil Parker does a phenomenal job of rotating defensive linemen. So yes, you might have the starters and, and Zach and Valkenberg is going to get the lion's share of the snaps. We get yep. that. Um, but outside of that, it can very much be a big time rotation and look at AJ Peneza, who was technically only a one-year starter, mm-hmm. uh, Chauncey Golston, only a two-year starter, but they were getting snaps as freshmen, as sophomores. Uh, well, Chauncey has a redshirt freshman, redshirt sophomore, yeah. but it's going to be rotation. So you mentioned, I mean, yeah, Zach and Valkenberg, John Wagner, Joe Evans, Noah Shannon, Deontay Craig, Wyatt black Louis stick, Lucas Vaness, Ethan Herkitt. I mean, that's just some of the guys that will yeah. be getting snaps on Saturdays coming this season. Linebackers and defensive backs. Those are positions of strengths and positions where we're pretty sure we know who's going to be starting. Um, Jack Campbell, Seth Benson, and Justin Jacobs are probably the three locked in linebackers. Um, I've heard so many good things about Jack and Seth. Anything you mm-hmm. want to bring up? It sounds like you've kind of had some conversation with them as well. Um, what is you the most about those two young men? All right, I need to quickly pause the conversation to tell you about one of our sponsors of the show today. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful, whether it's for your fiance, girlfriend, wife, or even your mother. There's so many options here. When I looked at these, Michelle Fantacci's ring set out as one of the ones I would buy as a gift. It's a conversation piece, so unique and cool. My wife would absolutely love it. So if you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. All right, you know how amazing Bilt Bar is. And I want to tell you a little bit more about Bilt Bar because Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market today. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They are 100% covered in chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. But the flavor, while it is phenomenal, the best part about these bars are the health benefits. Honestly, I love the fact that I can eat something that tastes like a candy bar for breakfast and get all the protein that I need to start my day right. I love the mint brownie. I love cookies and cream. There are so many phenomenal flavors. Even if you love kind of the sweeter stuff or some of the fruity stuff, they have raspberry, cherry, all those things to get you going throughout the day. One of my favorite flavors, mint brownie, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and four grams of net carbs. Again, it is the perfect thing to get you through your day or even a post-workout snack. And right now, you can get Built Bars. For a slightly discounted price using our promo code. So go to BiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com.
0: I think for me with Jack, we spoke with him on Saturday and they fully accept the outside shatter that people are talking about this defense. People are talking about Iowa and saying this team is young they don't have experience what's going to happen they fully accept that and they take that as a challenge and when you have a guy like Jack Campbell coming back who could be one of the best at his position in the country it's a challenge and motivation to say hey you may not know who I am very much but you will if you don't already know me and so I think I you know a lot of times players are like oh we don't care we tune that out we tune the outside noise out the fact that they're hearing it and they're accepting it and using it as motivation says a lot about what this team is ready to do. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's very easy just to ignore what critics, what other people are saying about you and your position, but I I love it. I I fully am excited to see how it shakes out on the field. If that translates.
1: Completely agree. And what I think is most interesting about this group is to me, it's kind of reminiscent of the great linebacker trios we had in the mid 2000, 2010s with Josie Jewell and that, you know, that group was yeah. just so phenomenal. Josie Jewell, Ben Neiman, I think Bo Bowers was the, the three starters at that time. You look at this also underrated. Josie Jewell was a two-star recruit. Seth Benson, a two-star recruit, ranked the twenty-fifth hundred prospect in the nation. Jack Campbell, a guy out of Iowa, three-star recruit. Justin Jacobs is the most highly touted one of the the three. And I would argue probably the number three, or not argue, he is the number three linebacker in that group. But this linebacker group, I feel like, has the potential to be one of the best of all time. And I think we're looking at a group that could produce day one, day two draft picks, um, which I think is something we don't typically say uh, about the linebacker group for Iowa, at least recently.
0: Yeah. And I love it. I'm so excited.
1: It's Yeah. It's, it's going to be fun. Uh, from a secondary perspective, we have so much depth there. <laughs> um, Kirk talked a lot about the backups, Jamari Harris and Terry Roberts, Sebastian Castro. Those guys might not even see the field hardly this upcoming season, given how much, how many starters return all of our starters, plus Xavier Williams, who I think um, is going to break out in this, you know, in the fall, we haven't seen him yeah. a lot due to injury, but you don't transfer for one year from you and I to for not get no some playing time. You are going to be playing. Um, you mentioned Kayvon Merriweather. Um, what stood out to you? It sounds like, you know, everything I hear is that his leadership has been off the charts and it's just been really one of the most vocal people out there.
0: Yeah. So for me, Kayvon Merriweather is God. He's like an all pro guy. He's so just, uh, oh, I love him as a person. Um, He really stepped up as a professional, as a leader this past summer, um, when there were the, um, issues with racial inequality within the program. I mean, that's not an easy thing to talk about and it says a lot about his maturity. It says a lot about his professionalism, his desire to, to stay at Iowa and be a part of what they're doing at Iowa. So, when you have a guy like that who's gonna be a leader on this team, I mean, it's nothing but good. Um, And physically, he's a specimen, you know, he's a hard worker and he's just one of those guys that is chomping at the bit to get out there. And I have really enjoyed getting to know about Kayvon as a person, you know, outside of what he does on the field. And nowadays, that's so much of what we do. Um, and so I really hope this year is just fantastic for him.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's definitely battled some adversity. Um, he's been in the starting lineup two years in a row, but, unable to really lock it down. Last year was able to lock it down towards the end, but the first year losing his spot and then not really playing much that season, still coming back, um, motivated and ready to go. One guy I haven't heard a lot about, and I want to get a sense if you're seeing a lot of him is Matt Hankins, because Matt came back. He knew he wanted to improve. Clearly he's going to be a starter, right? You don't start for four years. The university of Iowa come back for your fifth year and not start. But I haven't heard a lot about Matt. Is that, is that just a product of the fact that he's just, doing his thing and doing really well. And it's just not a big storyline.
0: Yeah. I think it's just kind of business as usual. Um, you know, Kirk Ferentz talks a lot about these guys who show up and go to work. And so he knows how to do the job. You know what I mean? So he's not going to be like, Oh, this guy's really standing out right now because he's stepping up in a, a a big way. That's like expected from that Hankins. I think it was, it was surprising for him to come back. They're glad to have him back but he knows what to do and he knows what's expected of him. And that goes a long way in this program.
1: Completely agree. And Riley Moss, I just, I think it'd be, it'd be wrong of me not to mention Riley Moss because it sounds like he is having just an absolutely outstanding spring ball. Riley has been, Riley has been typically a, a subject of criticism among Iowa football fans because Iowa doesn't allow a lot of big plays, but it does seem like when there is a big play it, Riley is, is right around the ball and, and in a bad way. I um, personally, I personally get, it from, and I personally get it from like, but Riley does do a pretty good job and he's usually in position. It's just, it's a phenomenal catch. It's just a ridiculous throw. But um, some fans look at it and say, Riley wasn't doing his job. How has he been throughout spring?
0: He's been strong and Kirk Ferentz talked a lot about him in the post game presser. Um, as a guy who has really shown uh, a lot of growth um, and someone that he's really impressed with. I mean, that guy is going to be a playmaker and I think he is going to be strong this year. And I'm excited to see that. Um, Cause like we mentioned before, Kirk doesn't build up just anyone. You have to actually be doing something for him to be excited about um, you. And he was one of those guys. Um, so I, I really think that he could be a big factor.
1: Yeah, um I think you know he's he's a guy who could definitely get his ball hands on the ball and it, uh, I think yeah. Iowa could definitely lead the, the nation in interceptions with him leading the way there. Um He's a ball thief. He is, yeah. Uh from a specialist perspective, it's pretty cut and dry. It's going to be Caleb Shudok. it's going to be Tory Taylor. Uh no one loves punting like Iowa loves punting and it's going <laughs> to be a lot of fun watching Tory Taylor this season. Uh Caleb Shudok. I think some people were maybe concerned about losing Keith Duncan. I think from everything I hear Caleb has done an outstanding job and Kirk might've given his most praise ever. He says, I'm not happy about a lot of things, or I don't, I don't think a lot of things are great, but I can tell you, Caleb Shudak is great, which is um, going to be awesome to see. Is there anyone else from a kicking perspective? And I, I don't know a lot of people watch specialists, so you probably yeah. haven't painted like is Lucas Amayo or anyone else kind of standing out behind Caleb Shudak as a guy who can actually kick consistent <laughs> field goals.
0: I mean, not really, because to be honest, I'm not worried about that because Caleb Shudak is, I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's mature. He has experience. I mean, he's stuck around as long as he has. He's been waiting for this. You know, yeah. he, he's hilarious. We were talking to him after practice and someone asked him, you know, Keith Duncan was kind of a media darling. Everyone loved him. Like he was hilarious. Is that going to be you? And Kayla was like, you know what? I'll let Keith have that. I'm just going to go out there and do my job. And hopefully that gives Iowa fans enough reason to love me too. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I think he's really mature. He looks like a grown man you know so he's been around for a while and he's just been waiting for this and Tory Taylor is just freaking hilarious too I mean he is one of those guys that maybe has a little bit of the Keith Duncan-esque personality and so I mean just he was hilarious last year just learning the game of football and being very honest that he was still figuring things out he knows what he's doing now I think uh <laughs> Going
1: to be fun to see him do his thing. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. This past week, they had so many cool options on there from the Kentucky Derby to the NFL Draft to UFC MMA. They literally cover everything. So, if you want to get the latest news, sports, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, Go to betonline.ag again. They have the draft, Kentucky Derby. They have MLB, NBA, NHL. They got elections. Whatever you want to bet on, betonline.ag has you covered. So before the next pitch or before the next tip-off, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to sign today for your free account and get all the bonus information and contest information you desire at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head over to the website again. Get that free account. And if you use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, Caleb, his... His beard is something that I wish I could grow when I'm maybe like 40. <laughs> like, it is truly impressive. It's like, luscious. I, yeah. I'm like, how did, I don't know how you do this. I, I've been working on that forever and still can't do it. Uh, Tory Taylor's open honesty and transparency is just truly amazing. Like, when he talked about the fact that maybe it wasn't him, it was, um, it might have been uh, LeVar Woods who gave the story, but it was they had Tory Taylor do some punting and he kicked like three balls out at the one and then kicked one at the five and it went out. And he's like, oh my gosh, that sucked. Was that good or was that bad? And the bar is like, <laughs> that was freaking phenomenal. Please do it every. single keep time. Doing yeah. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. So I, I do the fact that Tori Taylor doesn't even understand what's just going know. on. Yeah, like <laughs> I could not imagine stepping foot on a D one football field and not knowing what I'm doing and doing yeah. it at an all American type of level like he has been doing.
0: Yeah. So. yeah, just being like, all right, we'll see what happens now.
1: <laughs> yeah, like let's maybe that's good. Well. Yeah, maybe that's
0: good. I mean, how can you be hard on yourself when you're not sure if something was good or bad?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're open to constructive feedback at any time. I (laughs) like he like even said I wanted to. He's like my goal was 45 yards per punt. Like, dude, an Iowa punter has an average ad in so long. Like, that is such a lofty goal for someone who's never actually punted in a real football game. But nevertheless, power to him. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, if you want to kick 50, go for it. Um, All right. So we wrapped up the positional preview. I just have three quick superlative questions for you. Um, Who is your breakout player? Who do you think is going to be the guy that people aren't ready for, who kind of breaks out this upcoming season?
0: Oh my goodness.
1: I put you on the spot here. So I apologize. Oh, wow.
0: (laughs) Breakout player. Hmm.
1: I actually don't know mine yet either. I got to figure that
0: out. Wow. That's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. I need a second. Let's see. Um, Does it have to be someone we don't know? Because I'm just someone
1: we know. I mean like it just can't be Matt Hankins or it can't be like Tyler Goodson or Tyler Linderbaum. Like that would be that's not a breakout player unless no, I feel like yeah, not like not those guys.
0: (sighs) I want to say Tyrone Tracy though, because the offense is gonna run through him. I think Tyrone
1: Tracy is solid. That's a good breakout player.
0: I mean, yeah, he he's just solid and great and was Obviously, we didn't get to see him on Saturday, but the previous spring practice, I mean, all eyes were on him. He was the star of the show, and he's a freak. Like, I'm so excited for him.
1: Yeah, I think that was a perfect selection. Tyrone. I mean, because to an Iowa football fan, most people know about Tyrone Tracy. But yeah. to the rest of the entire nation who watches college no. football, no one knows who Tyrone don't. Tracy is. And he could be an All-Big Ten performer. Um, Absolutely. I'm, I was thinking about going wide receiver Charlie Jones, but I'm going to go defensive end with John Wagner. Um, John was a four-star recruit coming out of Valley. He's just buying his time. As you mentioned, grown men, this guy is six foot six and 270 pounds. I mean, he's built to play defensive end. And I think he's going to be a big time player this year. Who is a sleeper player? Just a guy who people aren't thinking about too much.
0: Hmm. You really should have given these to me before we started no i'm just kidding you're probably Um, right
1: but you kind of put (laughs) me on the bus to iowa game i had to throw something hard at you a sleeper Hmm.
0: you give me yours first while i think (laughs) 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 see how i did that
1: (laughs) that was was impressive all right i'm gonna go with looking at this i'm i'm gonna go with gavin williams okay um mostly because no one thinks that iowa has depth i think gavin williams is probably still going to be the third string running back, which no one's going to care about. But Iowa gives a third string running back typically between 40 and 50 carries a year. And I think Gavin is the guy who's going to get that and will perform pretty well. I mean, when they had, I think it was McKay, Ivory, and uh, I'm drawing a blank on who left last year. He's a big bruiser from Wisconsin. Um,
0: oh, um, Torn Young?
1: Torn Young, Yeah when they, had those three guys, I mean, all three of them were getting carries. I think Gavin Williams is the guy who is going to play some solid football for us. Kind of like the Tyrone, Tracy, Nico, or Ganey when they were freshmen.
0: You know, I could be totally wrong on this, but I actually hope that I'm not, I'm going to say Arlen Bruce, not because he's unknown, but because I think Iowa fans are just not expecting to see a whole lot of him. I think they're going to throw him into the mix and I think he's going to step up and be pretty athletic. I saw him play at the Unidome, and this guy is a baller and I hope that he steps up in a way that makes them confident that he can, you know, be on the field um, for a, at least a tiny portion of the season. And I, I'm excited to see how he responds in a division football game.
1: Yeah. I mean, Arlen Bruce, the, what he's been doing, right. He moves from, from, you know, the downtown Kansas city area, goes to Iowa, doesn't get a play for the first couple of games, comes in and is arguably the best player in the state yeah. for four or five games. Dominates the championship game, comes to Iowa as a, he should be in high school, right? He should have been going to prom this weekend. And yet yeah. he was dominant, you know, doing dominant type of stuff at the football practice. That's amazing to see. All right, last thing for you. What is your prediction for the record? Iowa's 12 games, tough schedule, Indiana and Iowa State. What happens this year for Iowa?
0: First of all, I'm very excited for the Iowa State Iowa game. Very in- good. In Ames. Oh my gosh. Like talk about a really great year for both programs. Um, I don't know. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It is a tough schedule. Um, and the first year back after a shortened season, who in front of fans, let's go eight and four.
1: I like it. That's what I was going to say. Cool. Yeah. I was going to say either eight and four, nine and three. I think the men like the worst they could do is probably seven and five. Yeah. I, think I agree with that. Their, their schedule can be tough. I think if you beat Indiana and Iowa state, I yeah. do think they could maybe go 11 and one throughout the season. Yeah. That. But I mean, again, Iowa starts off slow. I fully expect to go one and one in that Indiana, Iowa state, duo. That's going to be a tough one to go. All right. Celia, I appreciate you hopping on. I appreciate all of your insight. Uh, you know, seeing all the practices being a big part of the Iowa sport community, where can folks find you at?
0: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Celia Palermo. I post all my work there and, uh, post some ridiculous stuff as well. Um, including a video that I posted on Saturday where the wind was blowing when I was shooting my stand-up for Um, For the news, and um, my hair was blowing everywhere. And I said, You know, I want to shave my head. So, a little comedy and a little bit of business, too.
1: I I appreciate that. You know, don't take yourself too seriously, and uh, people will enjoy it. I love it. (laughs) It's been a blast having you on. Thank you so much. Love to have you on again. And uh, as always, go Hawks. All right, y'all. And that concludes our episode today. If you want more, Awesome content brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network. Check out the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast at. And on tomorrow's show, we're going to be doing some Iowa basketball previews. Austin Ash did get a scholarship. We're going to talk about the scholarship distribution and why I don't believe Iowa is going to be going to the transfer portal for any more people this year. Year, even a weird year like this, with the transfer portal being so crazy, Iowa only took in one person. That's what's crazy about it. We're going to talk about that on tomorrow's show. We also got a phenomenal interview for you from a recent Iowa baseball commit, so check that out as well. And on Friday's show, we got Patrick McCaffrey joining the show. So awesome stuff there. Make sure to tune into all that. And the best way to do that is to follow us wherever you downloaded this episode at, whether it was Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Check it all out there. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hawkeye Nation, I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate the love and support and the listenership. Have a phenomenal Wednesday, and let's go Hawks.